The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Oh man, you've seen our logo. You know the Notorious OTB is going to have some merch it was all a dream we used to read blood horse magazine that's right you're back in the Notorious OTB. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. And this show is brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I feel honored today. I feel honored every time I have a guest on. Uh, I, I feel like anytime someone agrees to spend time with me or I am invited back to a place for a second time, uh, I, I feel honored because I don't expect it to ever happen. Uh, I've got uh, a man that I'm going to go ahead and say is uh, horse racing Twitter OG. Just original gangster. And while while I'm putting him in OG categories, this man belongs on the Mount Rushmore of wearers of purple suits along with Prince and Paulo Bancaro. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Dickey. If you follow horse racing for a while, you know who Ryan is. Ryan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Wolfie. I uh, don't know if I've ever been on a Mount Rushmore before, so I'm pretty happy about that. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I- yeah, I think I actually put you on two. So you're on like a Venn diagram of, of Mount Rushmore's at this point. Um, yeah, I'm happy. The where it intersects is Ryan Dickey. Um, nice. Yeah. So Ryan, Ryan's a you know handicapper. He does horses. He does sports. Uh, but I mean, the passion is the ponies, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Now you are a, a you're Kentucky, you know, born and raised, but in Las Vegas now, correct? I'm actually from Ohio. I'm a uh, okay. Ohio guy, but I did spend some time in Kentucky. Um, one of these days I'm going to make it back there. My, my, uh, tenure in Kentucky wasn't the greatest, but I want to go back so I can sing my old Kentucky home, uh, and mean it this time. There you go. There you go. That's way better than singing like Kokomo or something like that. Yeah. yeah, Um, Well, I mean, I've never been to Aruba, but I really want to go to Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, you're not missing anything with Aruba. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. So I brought Ryan in, uh, because we've got, what used to be one of my favorite nights in horse racing, and now it's in the middle of the day, which makes it feel dirty and weird a little bit. It's the Stephen F. Foster Day at Churchill Downs. We're going to be taking a look at the the All Stakes Pick Five that kicks off in Race Six. Um, what do you think of the uh, the field sizes and the and you know the competition level of these races? Field sizes are okay. Competition wise, I think there's two like two tiers, two distinct tiers in each race. Um, when you're looking at the sequence, it goes seven entries, 11 entries, five entries, nine entries, and seven entries. So that's good. That's not not too terrible. But for yeah. each race, there's about two or three, I'm not going to say standouts, but there's two or three 
easy favorites, uh, easy horses that are going to be short priced. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to have to pick a lot of those because I, I, I really look at this sequence and I think it's going to be, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be all chalk, but it's going to be pretty close. So let's let's kind of talk about what your your overarching strategy is for for a pick five like this. We think it's going to be chalky. Mm -hmm. uh, I, do you just go thin as in, and then you just up the base a few times? Are you uh, are you willing to maybe, you know, take a couple chances on some other horses and kind of fatten that ticket out? Are you know do you? I like to play skinny. That's just my personal thing. I feel like if I can't hit it for fourteen bucks, I didn't deserve to hit it in the first place. Um, that and also like when I win things, I like to pay myself, so I don't always carry like a huge bankroll around. Well. Um, so my favorite bet of all time in horse racing is the pick four. I'm a pick four guy. Um, I've, I've been playing more and more pick fives lately, but what I'll, what I'll do a lot of times is if I'll see a pick five sequence, I'll just skip the first race, pick my pick four the way that I like it, and then maybe add one or two in the first leg. Mm -hmm. um, as long as I'm not going super deep in the pick four, um, I'll go skinny in the, in the, in the first leg. And, I, and I'm doing that here. I'm only going to take two selections of the first race. So. There you go. I like to think of the pick four as a life raft whenever your cruise ship is sink, uh, you know, right after it leaves port. It's why God, right. you know, when you go out in the first leg of the pick five, that's why God invented the pick four. Um, yeah, it's uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. Take a look at, at race six. You know, my take on some of these races was, uh, well, just for the like the last few months through like the Triple Crown series and everything. We've had some really salty, like five horse races recently. Mm -hmm. Like they're five horses, but they're all legit five. So the the, the shorter one in here is is also a, a pretty good race. But we're gonna start off with the Teppan, a two thousand or sorry, two hundred thousand dollar purse. It's going a mile, the one turn mile at Churchill Downs, and this is gonna be for three year old fillies. Uh, I thought this was this probably was one of the more difficult races uh, just because of the, the, the kind of the two classes of, of horse that you kind of mentioned. This one's the, you know, you don't have the same superstars. These are more of the kind of the knockabout horses. What what did you think of this uh, first race? I, I think that there's going to be a lot of people on Wicked Halo here. I think mm -hmm. Wicked Halo, I mean, nine to five in the morning line kind of lets you know. But if you look at the the races that this horse has been in, uh recently let's see the last oh well last five or six out there's only been one off the board finish and that was in a hundred and fifty thousand dollar stakes race the dixie bell uh at oakland and i think that this horse is going to be singled on a lot of tickets um i know that um inside the pylon is going to absolutely hate me for saying this I can use that going to use it defensively, eh? <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to say defensively. I mean, if you look at this race, remember when I said, I looked at the races and there's two distinct tiers. I think this, this race, this one's head and shoulders above the rest, but the horse that I'm most interested in here is number two, Patna. Patna, but I like to say, hey, Patna, what are you looking at, Patna? Yeah. So going with uh, the French Strangler there, well, how are you going to well, feel when he gets your horse on the front and starts trying to rate it a little bit? Well... Drew has, he's won some big races. It's this, true. This is by, by no stretch of the imagination, one of the biggest races ever. Uh, by the way, named after one of my favorite fillies and mares of all time, Teppin. She was just an absolute. Uh, Teppin was single, a monster. Yeah. Just a monster. Just, just single Teppin and move on. But so we'll go with a, we'll go with another uh, five letter, one word uh, horse to win the uh, namesake race here. I really think that um, that optional claimer last time, I think 
deserves a, a better number uh, than, than it got. It was big favorite, won easily, has run at, one, at Churchill once, run at this mile distance once. I think this one's you know locked and ready, and it's going to give Wicked Halo a nice little uh, run for run for the money here. And I would rather have my horse out in front in this mile distance sure. than a little bit farther back. So not that Wicked Halo is going to be far, far, far off the pace, but uh, you know if if I'm if I'm you know, too, too deep here, which I am. And I've got the two and the four, I'm going to like my chances of the two getting out and come get her. And like you said, if, if Florent strangles the horse then Florent strangles the horse, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to. So I like the two a lot and I'm going to use the four. Sorry. I gotta, I gotta admit when I'm being unfair and sorry, this is good. This is directly to you, Florent Giroux. I would not give you as much shit if you did not have as fun of a nickname as the French strangler. Uh, that's probably why I give you, uh, the, that, much guff because I just like saying the French strangler, I like the way it, it rolls off the tongue. I'm really similar to you here, Ryan. Um, so I, I do think that, uh, I, I do think that, uh, uh, wicked halo is a horse that you could absolutely make the argument about singling. Uh, and I understand, you know, I understand what you're saying about, uh, you know, uh, inside the pylons, ITP, uh, you know, mentioning don't, you know, don't use a favorite as a defensively. I, so I feel like there's a little bit of an exception to that, which is, I mean, if I'm not using it defensively, if I think the horse can still win, but I pepper in another horse that I think can get there, as long as I don't go crazy, go go like four deep, I, I feel I feel like he won't murder me on Twitter. But I've uh, managed to stay out of his crosshairs for a really long time now, and I'm hoping to continue to do so. Uh, so I'm using Wicked Halo, but uh, I'm going to give you my my horse that I feel like might put Tiger Bomb on this pick five's nuts right off the bat, and that's the six Runaway Wife for Kenny Peak. It's a gun runner baby, which they have been. This first crop of gun runner uh, babies has been having just a you know great two year old three year old campaign. Uh, I kind of like a, you know a little bit of the closing kick. If you use Brisnet, which uh, I know everyone's got their uh, their own personal take on which which past performance is the best and which which uh, speed figure is the best. I don't really care. Just Bris, Brisnet's you know a little cheaper. I don't, I don't feel like paying for the daily racing form every single time. So uh, I, I really like kind of like that closing kick on Runaway Wife. You have a, a, a sharp bullet work on the uh, 20th of June going uh, a uh, five furlongs in a minute, you know, minute and two fifths. Um, and so I feel like I'm using Runaway Wife defensively in this one. So in case this race goes just Chernobyl meltdown, uh, I feel like Runaway Wife is the horse that can maybe pick up the pieces. You took Giroux. I'm taking Leperu. Uh, let's, hey, we're yeah. ruining it up. Let's just make some gumbo together, Ryan. Well, we're just going uh, some form of strangler with uh, the favorite. So favorite strangler yeah. for us. All yeah, right. per- perfect, perfect. What is what is it with the French and their and their their aptness to strangle things? I don't know if that's a stereotype, but I'm going to try to make it one right now. All right, well, uh, <laughs> let's try some French a, a strangler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm see. I'm sorry. I'm I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing in French. Ha <laughs> ha ha! All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Very good. Moving on to race seven, you've got the mile and the sixteen Derby Stakes. Uh, it's another two hundred thousand dollar purse. Uh, another one for the three year olds. Uh, this one for the Colts and the Geldings. Uh, this one felt like it was a stone cold single to me. I, I kind of thought I really didn't have to go much further than uh, McLaren Vale. Maybe, oh, turns out maybe I'm just betting all the Gunrunner horses uh, subconsciously. Well, I mean that's not a terrible strategy. Gunrunner yeah. has been outstanding as a sire. Mm-hmm. So now you you did a, a little bit of work uh, on like a horse farm working, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was it like bringing, bringing little horses into the world? Was it as cool as it looks? Well, I mean, I was a paramedic for 17 years. And when I learned to be a paramedic, I had to take a lot of hours of um, you know, labor and delivery clinicals at a hospital. So I, I watched a lot of human babies be born. But in the 17 years that I was actually uh, EMT and paramedic, I literally only delivered one baby. And I did really nothing. I put gloves on and I caught the baby as it came out. Uh, but then for four months, I worked at a thoroughbred farm and I helped, uh, it's either 13 or 15, I can't remember the number, but either 13 or 15 baby horses come out. Um, so I had a lot more experience, in deli- a lot more experience delivering horses than, than yeah. humans. Um, it's very nerve wracking, um, especially when the, the full first stands and then you look at the mare and you look at the foal and you're like, how was that inside the <laughs> Like how, how, how did that happen? But uh, it's fun, it's nerve wracking, but uh, you know. They're pointy, you know, they got all these legs going all akimbo. Like how did all the legs fit inside? Yeah, it's just, it's nuts, man. I mean, the first time that full stands and they go right next to the mom, you're like, I can't believe that that one was in that one. Yeah, it'd be like you, and plus it has the element of like, when you delivered that human baby, it didn't just Mm -hmm. like hang out for like two minutes and then, you know, shoot you the deuces and then walk out of the room. (laughs) No. It wasn't the baby from the Dave Chappelle stand-up. Like it wasn't going to <laughs> no. going to sell weed or anything. It was just yeah. Um, hey, hey, baby. Hey, <laughs> I snuck in the club. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I do. Do you single McLaren Bale also, uh, or do you do you try to get a little cute here? Because um, I I'm prone to get cute. I'm like puppies in sailor suits, cute a lot of the time. <laughs> well. Uh, stop me if you heard this before, but I kind of like the horse that Giroux's on. It's the other Rudolph Brissett horse, Kuchar. Mm. Um, this one is going to be, you know, it, it, near the front, if not on the front, early. Um, well, let's not say on the front. This one's going to be forwardly placed. That's how. Sure. That's the nice. That's the nice way to say it. Um, coming in well spaced, forty-one days after the last race, which he won. Um, I think you got to use the other the other Rudy here, but if we're gonna get cute, let's get cute with Kenny McPeak. Rattle and roll. He's run okay. four times at Churchill, never failed to hit the board. Five times run at the distance. Uh, one twice came in second once and and third once. I think rattle and roll, who could uh, be coming from a little bit farther back. I mean McPeak's been a little hot lately, so. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's give him a, a, a chance here. I am going to use McLaren Vale, um, but for me, it's five, eight, nine here. The two Rudys and Kenny McPeak. I uh, sometimes I feel like Rudy Brissett is my version of handicapping Bigfoot, and by that I mean <laughs> I know he I know he exists. I've seen proof that he ex- or that you know I, I know that he wins races. I've seen sure. proof that he wins races, but I feel like I've never been watching when one of his horses actually wins. Like so. It's in your best interest if I actually just don't watch this race at all. Um, <laughs> I I did actually like Kuchar, but I also I think I might have tossed because um, Matt Kuchar's smile gives me the creeps. Also, his oh. penchant for Skechers. Well, that's that's a that's a fair enough reason. I want to make one thing absolutely clear: um, the last horse that I took off my mythical pick five ticket mm-hmm. is in this race, the number four Kidodon. Um, I just, something about this one. And I, I can't like, I, I look at the, the past performances and I say, you know, I kind of like it. I kind of think this one fits, you know, 
three times at the distance, one twice, never run at Churchill Downs. But 12 to one morning line, I think he's going to be completely forgotten about. If I lose this pick five and it's because the number four, Kidodon, mm-hmm. wins race seven, I'm going to be very, very upset. But he's the last one off my off my ticket. That's actually like that. And a lot of it has to do with the jockey that they got up. Uh, I love, I love Gerardo Corrales. Um, you know, for me, he's almost an auto bet every time he runs a turfway. Uh, unfortunately, everyone's wise to that at turfway now. Uh, so sometimes he can kind of slip in under the radar uh, at the, at the bigger uh, tracks. And um, as long as he's not riding a West ward, uh, he can slip under the radar uh, at some of the larger tracks in Kentucky. Uh, so I, I don't begrudge you that at all. I might, I might even add that to it. Plus Kiddo Don sounds like a dinosaur. And I am pro that. Um, We're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTB. We got to, you know, rearrange the uncomfortable plastic chairs. We got to dump out the ashtrays, the the red plastic ashtrays that haven't been emptied in roughly a decade to make room for you, for you, my friends. So we will be right back with more Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network right after this word. Make sure to get down on the wins bet $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, we're going to pick a player, we're going to pick the number of points they score in a game or how many hits they have in a baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over-Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and we can play together. We've got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun for us all to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their Over-Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious OTB. Now, I've got a question that I've been posing to people. I mean, the show's called the Notorious OTB. I mean, it's obvious where the name kind of came from. Uh, but back, back when Biggie was living, I mean, there was a, you know... There was a little bit of a East Coast, West Coast thing going. And so I try to ask all of my guests this one important question. Salt or Peppa? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, salt and Peppa. <laughs> well, I mean, salt and Peppa's here and they're in effect. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. Got to take a stand. Got to take a stand. Don't use the other, other, don't, yeah, don't use the other condiment, condiment defensively. Um, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. The answer is Spinderella. Spinderella, spin it up uh, one time. All right. 
speaking of spinning it up one time, we've got horses that are going to take a full spin around the track this time. None of this one-turn mess when we look at the Florida Lee Stakes. First graded stakes in this pick five sequence. It's a full nine furlongs, a mile and an eighth for you you folks who don't do conversions. Uh, man, well, grade two, $350,000. Phillies and mares, uh, four years four years old and upward. Uh, I'm of the personal belief that the older Philly and mare dirt division is the best division in horse racing. You just have the best talent uh, between horses like Latruska, uh, between some of the horses that are that are in this race. She dares the devil, Pauline's Pearl. Uh, it's a sh- super short field. This this is the five banger here, um, but it's all it's all pretty well stacked. Um, yeah. Hard to you know. It looks like there's going to be a lot of pace, uh, but you play that dangerous game on big stakes day. I'm I'm of the I believe in the conspiracy that that tracks uh, you know soup up, soup it up on big race days and speed t- tends to carry a little bit more. Uh, do you also wear the tinfoil hat? No, I think it's well known i think it's i think it's a, a fact i'm gonna i'm gonna yep. say it's a fact yep yep that and the illuminati both facts you heard it here <laughs> from ryan dickey first right right all right, right. so i so with this one actually i guess first please please oh sure, me through sure, the sure. Totally. okay so remember when i said that each race has some distinct tiers this one has the least distinct of the tiers and I, these are, these are the races I hate. I absolutely can't stand handicapping races like this. There's only five horses in the race. And I truly, in my heart, believe that three of the five can win. So if I'm only playing a, a pick four and I want to go deep in the last leg, I'm going to single here. But I'm not doing that. I'm playing a pick five where I'm going two, three, 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 and two for 54 bucks. And the reason I'm going three here is I think that super quick could just wire this field altogether. And I don't have to um, do anything but watch the horse start and then stop at the end. But I think Pauline's Pearl is a very underrated. uh, I'm not going to say superstar because I don't think she's really a superstar, but I think she's a very underrated horse. I think she's uh, gutsy, gutsy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say that she's a real, a real gutsy horse. I mean, she's coming off one of her, well, maybe not the, sh- the biggest shining moment of all times from her, but that was, uh, you know, 28 days ago at this track, which is a little concerning. If I, if I, if I only picked two, I would toss Pauline's Pearl because I really do like super quick a lot here, but she, there's the devil. I mean, this one's going to be up front. She's run well here and Oh, look who's riding. Florent Giroux. Yep. I don't know if you've noticed or not yet, but I kind of like Giroux in this sequence. Yep. Our, uh, our purple suit wearing Francophile, Ryan Dickey. <laughs> Goes with Florent Giroux and she dares the devil, but I mean, brings up the excellent point of uh, super quick is uh, just that super quick on the, on the front. Uh, you look at what that, that horse did in the, in the uh, uh, DuPont at a uh, Pimlico and just poured it on. Uh, won it by open links 14. In fact, now was that the best field? Not so much, um, but you can't sneeze at that effort. I mean, the horse did what it's supposed to do whenever it runs again, when it's a, you know, a really talented horse and it runs into uh, a little bit of a lesser field. It just crushes souls, you know, um, let's all the horses watch as it gets progressively smaller as it runs away from them. I decided to be a contrarian dick here, Ryan. All right. Uh, I, I went, I'm decided that this will, this will melt. This is going to melt that she dares the devil. While I think she dares the devil of a year and a half ago, roughly, uh, would 100% dual 
super quick all the way to the wire. And it would be those two just head, you know, head bobbing down the stretch. I don't think that she dares the devil's necessarily there anymore. I think she'll give a best, her best performance. And it, the, she knows that the way that she's going to have to beat super quick is to get out there and, and get a head out in front of super quick. Um, Cause that's the, it's the kind of horse that you have to beat it to the spot. Mm-hmm. What happens when you beat it to the spot? The horse, I mean, still keeps going, but it ends up quitting just a little bit, um, you know, and going to have to be firing uh, from the post. Lucky, luckily it's a five horse field. Uh, so he's not, so that she's not having to just break out and hustle. Uh, but I do think that they're going to heat it up quite a bit. Uh, my main pick is Pauline's Pearl. Uh, this next one needs a little bit of, okay. As someone who has a, a lupine nickname, uh, that they, <laughs> that they go by, um, I try to make it a, a conscious effort not to pick horses with wolf in the name, unless I think they can actually win, uh, which makes it really frustrating when I don't think they can win and they do win. And everyone's like, you did better. Cause you had a wolf in the name. My name isn't really wolf, right? For the love <laughs> of God. They, I didn't sit down in kindergarten and they didn't go Wolf of Oakland. And I was like, oh yeah, me right here. What are we doing? Colors? Let's do this shit. All right. <laughs> I think that She's All Wolf is another horse that could get a great setup if this thing does go hot. I, I really like uh, Frank Arietta. Uh, he had a pretty good good Oakland meet, especially to start. Uh, it didn't go back, going back uh, the year before. He had a really good Oakland meet running, uh, riding for like Jason Barkley. Uh, I, I feel like he's, he's a, uh, you know, he's a jockey that... Uh, I can see uh, ascending a little bit in, in the next few years. He's he's not quite at that tier yet, but uh, I could definitely see him getting there. So uh, uh, Frank Arietta send me some free stuff. Um, let's <laughs> see. But yeah, I, I thought this could melt. And I think if it's going to melt, then I have to, I definitely have to kind of take both of the closers. I got to think that both are going to be, well, Pauline's Pearl, maybe not as nice of a price, but uh, she's all wolf, even though she got the best she dares the devil. And uh, what was probably, well, more of just like it wasn't she dares the devil. I'm sorry, I got the best of Pauline's Pearl and what was I mean probably feels like a leg stretcher kind of stakes race for for this particular race. I don't know how uh, how hard uh, Saez was was necessarily riding, but yeah, it's uh you know you say speed, I say closers. Usually you're gonna be the one who's right uh, because you know you'll just be like okay they're gonna start slowing down now and they'll just keep fucking going. Well, here's the here's the fun part. There's a five horse race. I'm saying to use the one, the four, and the five because they're going to be the ones up front. You're saying use the two and the four, which leaves nobody on Ava's Grace, the three. So if you're yeah. an astute listener, you know that three is the single to have. Also, I'd, I'd like to mention that I like the fact that you like um, State and Flurry's She Dares the Devil better than Mandy Pope's She Dares the Devil. That's very nice of you. Yeah, That's yeah of course. Nice of you. I mean, you got to love that. You got to love the uh, the hometown guy there, huh? That's right. Absolutely. I'm sure yeah. you've, I'm sure you've uh, run into him many a time over there at Oakland. Oh, no, they don't let me where he goes. Um, oh, I, I might have seen him through like uh, some glass oh. over, over in the owner's box. No, no, no. I I uh, what I do is I go outside and smoke cigarettes and just like press uh, my nose up against the glass of the owner's box and see if I can make eye contact. And they, you know, have them let me in kind of like what you would see uh, with a, a homeless man standing outside of like a five star restaurant. Here's the thing. They never let the homeless guy in, though. Uh, he always stays outside. Uh, no, I've, I've never run into State of Flurry. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, I'm getting there. Getting maybe, we'll there. Catch the, maybe we'll catch the pod, and I'll get to take a picture with him in the winter circle where they keep the flowers and the third wives. I have some inside information for you. 
Oh, what we got? He's secretly a man of the people. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yep, he's a man of the people. I'm gonna but, turn it on. You know, good, good job, good job, Mandy Pope, getting uh, this horse for uh, you know her her stable, Whisper yep. Hill Farm. Good. I mean, that's a good that's a good get. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and I um, like how she keep. I like how she keeps running her. That's great. I love that. I love. I love when she does that. Yeah, I, I, you know, it. I feel like this, the reason that these this division is so good is because they're letting these horses like really kind of fully mature. I, I since you've worked on a, you know horse farms before, I'm sure you have maybe a little bit more insight in this. What I've always heard is it it really takes to like the age of maybe like seven eight for a, a thoroughbred horse to really hit like it's like full like maturity, like where it's you know, all filled out, ready to go. I'm not sure where I read that. I might've gotten that off of like discord or something and, uh, and might be uh, just reciting bullshit, but what, have you heard anything like that? Well, I was only there for one foaling season. So I was only there for four months. So I never got to see the progression from day yeah. they were born to nine. Uh, I have owned a couple of horses before two of them were fillies. Um, they do mature um, a little bit, you know, a little bit later. Well, I guess it all. De- I guess it all depends. I think we can't really throw a big blanket o- all over everything, but uh, yeah, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, they're not completely developed when they're running. When they're you know four or five, then they're 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 ready. They're ready to go. So yeah, it's uh, I, I, I'm not a vet. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. I was, so see, I was hoping you guys had just been like in between. No you know, helping foals being born that you guys were just, you know, tossing around like academic things. I don't know what's wrong with me. No, no, we, <laughs> no, there's not, not a lot of book learning on a horse farm. <laughs> All right. So we are in the penultimate leg, the six love and a half furlong Kelly's landing. This you, you love it. This is, I love you, it. You love this race. Yeah. You got to use oh, penultimate. Got to use penultimate. Absolutely. Got to use penultimate. Uh, this is a pretty good little race here, uh, quite honestly. I think this might be the deepest field of the sequence uh, going at what? Eh, might not. Nine horses. Uh, but, I mean, there are a lot of horses that really kind of st- I recognize because they knocked around uh, Oakland this year, like uh, Bob's Edge, uh, Aloha West. I believe Knee Deep in the Snow was there for a little bit. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty good little, little you know, s- sprint race here. Um, I don't know what to do in sprint races anymore when Whitmore isn't in them. Like that was just that was always just my go-to. Well, I mean, you're gonna yeah. have to start getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, I know he's not I coming know. back. He's not. I'm. He's gonna come back, but it's gonna be in the form of a massive back tattoo uh, for me. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of thought this pace seemed a little bit soft. Uh, I, I didn't see anyone really getting out and 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 pressing this and and keeping it. Uh, you know keeping it pretty hot up front. Um, there's there's one horse that I don't want to use because it is a Drake song, but I'm going to. And that's uh, started from the bottom for uh, John Ennis with uh, Rafael Bejarano up. I, I thought that, you know, th- this one could sit close enough to the early pace to be in striking distance if it doesn't get terribly hot. And, you know, if it just kind of stays in that middle muddled kind of pace picture where uh, – you know, the horses aren't really going terribly fast on the front, but they are going terribly slow. So they can't just kick away like you would expect them to uh, when they're controlling the pace. Uh, so, I mean, I, I went with start from the bottom, but then I also went with the other horse that I thought could be out near the front of the lead. And that was uh, the three uh, knee deep in snow, uh, who's just been I, I know I hate it. I, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, Matt Shire, this horse has been 
this horse has been around everywhere. Uh, yeah, Shelby Ruiz, Ryan Hansen, uh, who else? Mike Maker picked the horse up for a little bit. Uh, that's where it really kind of, you know, took a step up. Uh, I feel like if you finish ninth in the Whitmore, then I personally should hold that against you, but I'm not going to do it. Um, I do know I like Ricardo Santana Jr. when he's not thinking and he's just writing and being aggressive. Uh, my, my thought process with him is no thinky, just righty. <laughs> what were you thinking on, on the Kelly's landing? I like knee deep in snow the best. And All right. I, I, I find that hard to say. Uh, you know, the horse race at Hawthorne last uh, came and finished, finished second, you know, to, to isolate uh, mm-hmm. duel down the stretch. That was a decent, decent race coming off the claim from Keeneland uh, won that race against Dennis's moment who, Hey, let's talk about Dennis's moment for a second. I mean, people had him written off completely. Not mm-hmm. that he's turned into some superstar or anything like that, but a lot of times you see these real precocious two-year-olds and then they get, lapped by these horses as they start to develop a little bit and then you never hear from them again but uh i want to say that uh you know that dale's done a pretty good job with dennis's moment so for that horse to come in second in that race against uh knee deep in snow i I think it's just a testament to sticking with the horse and 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 you know not giving up so kudos to a horse that's not even in this race i think this race the three the four the five or the six are their most likely winners um but I'm playing against Aloha West. I'm taking him off my ticket, and I'm going to tell you why. Last time, uh, Aloha West raced against Flightline, finished fourth. And then the time before that, ran against Jackie's Warrior, finished third. There was 35 days in between the second-to-last race and 21 days since the last race to this one. I think just getting beaten by those two just monsters will really take the starch out of a horse. Sure. So at two to one on the morning line, and I, I kind of did a quick, quick sneak peek to see what some other people were, were going on this race because it's one of the, you know, the, the bigger races of the day. And a lot of people have Aloha West on top. So I'm going against Aloha West. I like knee deep in snow, the best in this race. I got to use Bob's edge six to one morning line. I think it's going to be closer to four to one when it's all said and done. Yep. And Bingo, bango, bongo. Got to use bango. I'm pretty sure this horse ran against, he did. This horse ran against a Iron Horse Racing uh, horse named It's Mandatory a mm-hmm. long, long time ago at Churchill. It's been since December 1st of 2019 since I've been within five feet of a horse, and that's really, really sad for me. But I mm-hmm. think bango was a horse that, that, that won. Uh, it might not have been that race, but uh, sometime in the Churchill uh, when he was two years old, he won a race. So I got to use Bango here. Uh, I'm going against Aloha West using Bob's Edge and Needy Needy in the Snow. So three, five, six for me. You know, you you brought up uh, the horses that kind of, you know, precocious two year olds that then kind of are up against it as three year olds and mm-hmm. then uh, kind of you know find their stride as older horses. Uh, I can think of one that has uh, multiple runners who have come from his velvety ball sack. <laughs> uh, by, by the name of Gunrunner. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the story of Gun, Gunrunner. And I, I, I think I've, you know, I've seen previously like looking at, uh, like the thoroughgraphs and kind of looking at the, uh, you know, the average figure that they have for, uh, uh, horses by, you know, by a sire by age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, I, I think well, Gunrunner's by Candy Ride and Candy Ride babies seem to mature just a little bit 
later. Uh, that they they you know it's like uh, as older horses went, is when they hit their stride. So and it kind of made made sense with how he turned it on uh, winning the Razorback Handicap that year, then going on to win the BC Classic. Uh, but yeah, that's the last time I will say the words "velvety ball sack" on this episode. I will not make promises for later episodes. But it's a shame. It's I really did prom- a shame too. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, it's got to be. It is now one of my favorite combinations of words uh, as of like a minute ago. But we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, this is it. It's for the whole Megillah, the last leg of this, the sadly not run after sundown this year, Stephen F. Foster. I'll be right back with Ryan Dickey here on the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You stay tuned well you're not really tuned because you're listening to a podcast don't do anything that's all i'm gonna say we'll be right back and unless you've been living under a rock you've heard we've relaunched the sgp and merch store you got tons of awesome gear from all your favorite sgp and shows all you got to do go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com is the merch from this show gonna be like the yeezys when they drop Probably. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And welcome back to the Notorious OTB. At this point, all the other degenerates in the OTB, they're long gone. There's nothing but ghosts of dead tickets blowing in the wind after their pick fives were dead. But you know what? Me and Ryan are still in it. We're still in it. We're still in it to win it. And we're going to be talking about the Stephen F. Foster, the grade two, $750,000 purse. Once again, going mile and an eighth. And, man, I ended up being a pretty good race for not being just a, a gigantic field. Uh, there's some real talent in here. Uh, I, I'm thinking of Olympiad, uh, the way that, I don't know, he he did the rail, you know, she, you know the rail dope is what I'm going to call it, against uh, one of my favorite horses, uh, Happy Saber, uh, where he just kind of played possum and then really really exploded down the stretch after after I thought it was put away. Uh, you've got Cattle River. Is this another B- Brad Cox reclamation project? Like friggin', you know, Nick's, I don't know, but I'm scared of it. Um, you know, I do. last leg, are you like a spread? Take as many as you can in the last leg? Or, or are you like, if I find my horse, I'm going to go ahead and drill down into it. What, what What's your strategy? 
Well, here's the thing is, I think earlier I mentioned that I wanted to go two, three, 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 two, because uh, there were two horses I wanted to use in the last leg. And I've since changed my mind. I'm singling here. Oh. I, re- I, I, I wanted to use Mandaloon, but Mandaloon's been off for 126 days, came from Saudi Arabia, didn't run well at all there. And a lot of people are going to bet this horse. He's two to one on the morning line. I am not using him anymore, so I've scratched him off my ticket. I am singling the Todd Pletcher horse, the number two, American Revolution. I do believe this one's going to win. Your cigar mile winner. uh, Cigar mile winner. You know, uh, ran back in the blame, but that's another another, uh, race that really kind of looks like it was more of just like a a leg stretcher uh, to get to to get to this one. Um, You know, Todd Todd plays plays a chess while while other folks play checkers um i like the single i really do um i feel like my stomach would be in my throat watching watching that one if there was a a good amount of money on it uh because they're just there's so much talent in this race but hey man listen he i didn't even look at ground zero when my wife gave birth no that he's he's given these delivered children he's delivered other weird four-legged mammals i mean (laughs) this man has no fear um I have a lot of fear. Um, I I went three deep here. Um, I know Thin is in, but I actually really like your take on Mandaloon. And I thought the exact same thing. Uh, I, I managed to, I didn't get a, a, a you know, a, a fantastic price on, on mind control at Monmouth a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I got a, a two to one in a short field uh, fading uh, Hot Rod Charlie off of the Dubai Bounce. Uh, and you can tell that, you know, the horse, it takes a lot out of these horses, you know, traveling like that, shipping like that. Um, feel like I'm going to get the other hot cacks here with the reclamation project. So Jesus, please say velvety ball sack again. Uh, <laughs> eh, um, eh, maybe with no? the sign. Oh. Eh, I don't, know. I don't think, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if, right. if I can find the right spot, I will do it. But yeah, Cato River, uh, this was a horse that I really liked as a three-year-old and then really just kind of. It just looks super, just kind of washed out for the for its last uh, for its return in the uh, the four year old season to Oaklawn. You know, was running in optional claimers and not looking great, and now it's just kind of hit its stride, uh, kind of stepping up in class each time. Has it raced anybody really tough since then? Not really. Uh, you would expect this horse to kind of uh, to kind of perform against these. Um, I'm a little bit of a short leaf stables uh, fanboy. You know, being an Arkansan, um, you show me a short leaf horse that's not running on Lasix, and my uh, you know. My velvety ball sack kind of tightens up a little bit. Um, You're a liar. <laughs> so I, I did. I, I went with uh, I went with Cattle River, but then I also used American Revolution, and then I used it was just like a, a cool horse, even though he dispatched a, a my one of my favorites, a Happy Saver, uh, uh, on Kentucky Derby weekend. I felt like that that was just safe. I'm never an all burger guy. I hate. I uh, just you know I understand the the philosophy of turning a, a pick five into a pick four. But I think that I could, I could get there with those three. Ryan seems to think we can get there with just the one with American Revolution. I mean, talk about loving America on the Fourth of July. Look at this guy. That's right. I mean, second second off the layoff. I mean, if you look at his uh, time form numbers, it looks like he's ready to jump into the almost one thirties, and that's that's enough to win the Stephen right. Foster. I guarantee it. Absolutely. Um, why did they take the Stephen Foster? Why why is this not a Twilight card? Like it's going to be hot as ball, as balls at, at Churchill Downs. Like 
you could you guys could have let the sun go down you have you have lights right i don't know uh, someone's gonna have to be constantly fanning caitlin free that's right yeah absolutely so she doesn't if, melt i uh and if if uh what's her uh was it Kate and Bradar's there? Uh, probably have to fan her too because she rocks uh, what I like to call the my mom going to bunko night kind of kind of gear uh, with the charms and the like the different colors. I, I'm not saying it's not sharp. It looks good, but it reminds me of that. But yeah, that's it. This is this is our pick five that we just went through. Uh, man, it's a honor to have you on. Welcome to friend of the pod status. <laughs> All right. Now, as a friend of the pod, uh, you're. First, uh, did you open the seal on your welcome box? Okay, uh, you... no, I have not broken the seal yet. I wait till the end to break the seal. Okay, because that means you bought it and you have you owe me five thousand yes. dollars. If that's the case, uh, uh... you're so what's what? It's an exciting business opportunity. Being a friend of the pod, you go and sign up three friends and you make it to diamond elite status. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as they sign up more people, uh, it's kind of built. It's it's like a it's like they call it a funnel scheme. I think you know it just kind of wait if mm. you flip it. Oh, son of a bitch. That's a pyramid. Fuck! <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like Jim on The Office drawing the triangle around the uh, what Michael Scott wrote, and he just says, he just looks at it, and they look at each other, and he's like, I gotta go make a call. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very nice. That that is a That is a solid reference right there. But man, Ryan, we made it. We made it all the way to the end. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. What did hey, uh, what did yours cost? Mine went 27 bucks with the single at the end. How did yours ooh, go? Well, let me see. Let me add it up real quick. All right. So, I was Here, I'll show I'll show how smart I'll show how smart I am. Tell me how many Tell me what you went in each leg. I'm a uh, 2 by 1 by 2 by 2 by 3. So, 2 by 1, two, 12 two, bucks. Four. Yes. Yes, I got it in under my $14 limit. Uh, if I can't get it for about the price of a Baconator, then I don't want it. Then I didn't deserve it. So, All right. so you, Ryan, went, you went 12 bucks. I went 27. Um, I think that if if my if my first pick or if the lowest odds horse in every leg wins for me, I think I'm going to make my $27 back and I might be able to afford a Baconator. Maybe. There you, yeah, I mean, it is the Cadillac of burgers, really. Um, oh, yeah. Well, of, of drive-through burgers, I'll, I'll, I'll give that. Yeah. There are a lot of there are a lot of good burgers out there. Don't don't at me, burger chefs. Uh, hey, keep, tell the folks you want to tell the folks about uh, last bet of the day a little bit uh, before we get out of here. Yeah, I I've been kind of kicking around doing some sports betting um, content, and, and instead of you know writing for somebody else, I decided just to do it for myself. And yeah. I haven't made a website in forever and I, I made a website and it's terrible. It looks horrible. Um, I even today I, I look on Google and I don't even have like the title page doesn't even show up. It says untitled. So it's so bad. It's like a really, really bad website, but it's LBOTD. So it's lastbetoftheday.com, LBOTD.com. And basically what it is, is when you are on Twitter and you're reading people talking about, uh, you know, you know, this is the this is the game I like today, and I like this total, and I like this side, and I like this. It's usually games that are early in the card or in the middle of the card. Very few people. I mean, it seems like they're East Coast bias. Very few people say, "Oh, this is what I like on the West Coast, like these ten o'clock games." Well, this is the niche that I found. 
I'm going to start looking for games in the West Coast, like the games that start at 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, 7 p.m. Pacific, you know, 10 p.m. Eastern. And I'm going to find one game of the day that's a late, late game. And I'm going to name that the last bet of the day. But if you go to LBO, LBOTD, or even if you go to Twitter and look at last bet of, at last bet of the day, yep. you can find me there. And it's low production, low production value. Uh, we'll see if it has any real good, uh, you know, overall all winning or anything like that. But I am being tracked. Um, I do track my bets so that way people can see whether I'm doing well or not doing well. It's on bet stamp, but uh, it's just something I decided to kick around for a little bit and just decided to give it a shot. Awesome. Awesome. I, for one, I love the idea uh, because you're giving the public what they need, which is a get out bet at the end of the day Uh, Two, uh, let me help you with some marketing here. It's not that you don't have a a title page. It's like a speakeasy. You have to know the secret knock to get in, you know, and then, then you can get all the bathtub gin you friggin' want. Um, yeah, no, it's a great idea. I love it. I'm going to be checking it out. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and, uh, folks, if you're listening, uh, just, uh, you know, hit the little more on the description and you'll have uh, links to the website. We'll have a, uh, the, uh, the Twitter on there so you can give it a follow and also give Ryan a follow. And, uh, man, that is it for us on the notorious OTB, uh, 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everybody. I love, I love my country. I love my country so goddamn much. If there's a bald eagle in front of me right now, I'd fuck it. Wow. That is it for us on Notorious OTB. We are out of here. Can I, can I play some can I play some music on the way out? Um Yeah, yeah, all right. We'll see. I don't know. I don't think it works. I don't, I don't think it's working. Ladies and gentlemen, simple minds. I wanted to play Herb Alpert's Rise, which is uh you know, it's the it's the backing of uh Hypnotize. Oh, oh, I appreciate that. I, I, appreciate I told that. you, I'm not really good. Not really good with the uh, computers and whatnot. <laughs> this is the sort of thing that other podcast folks would would edit out, folks. Uh-uh, we show you all the words. We're out of here. I want to thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks you, Thank you, Ryan. You are always welcome back, man. Thanks.